we have to understand something. How can you talk about freedom and justice for all when you were brought under the banner of servitude? How can you talk about freedom and justice for all when you were brought in shackles and chains with yokes about your neck? The Bible says that the children of Israel would be scattered into all nations under the banner of slavery. This was a global slave trade. Luke chapter 21 verse 21 through 24 says you're going to fall by the edge of the sword and you're going to be led away captive into all nations. So the question for the critical thinker is this. Who did that happen to? Did that happen to the Chinese? No. Did that happen to the Arab? No. Did that happen to the European? No. Did that happen to the people that call themselves Jewish? No. What race of mankind on the earth was taken into captivity into all nations? You think this global slave trade would be not documented in the greatest history book known to mankind? You're looking at the Bible and you don't realize that it's talking about you. Yes, you. The people that are impacted by slavery and colonialism. The people that were taken to America, taken to the Caribbean islands, taken to France, Portugal, taken to Spain as slaves. The Bible says that the the gospel... The gospel of the Jesus Christ that we know of is a black man that came to set liberty to the captives. That's Isaiah 61 verse 1. Who needs saving? Who needs liberty? Does the French need liberty? Does America need liberty? Who is oppressed? Who is getting brutalized in the streets? Who is getting gunned down when you know categorically and statistically they committed no crime? You're being persecuted over a traffic violation. You're being murdered and slaughtered. Ask Sandra Bland, was she free? Ask Trayvon Martin, was he free? Ask George Floyd. A lot of people talk about that. They're woke. You're fake woke. The scripture says, awake to righteousness and sin not. Awake to righteousness. Awake to who you are. Who were you prior to slavery? Who were you prior to colonization? These answers and more can be seen as we listen to the Forefront Radio, where you will find out the truth in regards to your true nationality. Yes, when you read about the Bible, when it says, my skin is black, it's talking about you. When you read Song of Solomon, when it says, look not upon me because I am black, it's talking about you. When it comes to the greatest man that walked on the face of the earth, Jesus the Christ died a black man's death, died through crucifixion, lynched on a tree, Hair like wool, feet like brass burned in a furnace. Who could this be talking about? This is talking about you, your people, the lost tribes of Israel. You were listening to the Forefront Radio. Thanks for listening in. We're going to tune to Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7 and verse 8. It says, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, 
because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. For this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. So according to the scriptures, we are going to reveal to you who the wicked is according to the Bible, their system of governance and how they operate in this world. The next scripture we're going to look at is Job chapter nine, verse 24. It says the earth is given into the hand of the wicked, the wicked, the earth is given into the hand of the wicked. So who's that? Whoever is controlling the earth right now, that's who the wicked is according to the Bible. He covereth the faces of the judges thereof. If not, where and who is he? So if it's not those that are in power today, who is he? Who's controlling the Vatican? Who's controlling the United States of America? Who's controlling Europe? Who's controlling the United Nations? According to the Bible, that is the wicked. Now let's check out this history real quick. Joseph or Yosef ben Yaakov. Joseph, the son of Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel. He was called Zaphnath Paneah in Egypt. Abraham, one of our ancient forefathers, was a black man that had vast amounts of influence and vast amounts of education from the land of Ur that he imparted to the Egyptians. Moses, who was the forefather, that black man that parted the Red Sea, that black man that got the nation of Israel out of captivity. He was very influential in the development of ancient Egypt. Now we find that the Egyptians, who at one time was described as a dark race, was later on invaded by the Edomite Greeks and subsequently the Romans. Vast amounts of scientific evidence has proven that these early civilizations came from those that were in the continent of Africa. Science, religion, anthropology, geography, architecture, and many other human forms of ingenuity and invention came from Africa and was then later on taken, stolen by the Greeks. We're going to listen to in this episode where a Edomite, a Caucasian male, tells about the influence that black people in the land of Ham, black Shemites and black Hemites, the Israelites and the Egyptians had their influence that they had on the Greeks. Listen close. In the area of science, what did the Greeks get from the Africans in Egypt? Um, briefly, if you could. Briefly, okay. Well, I think you wouldn't believe about we have about 15 minutes left. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. Geometry, uh, and uh, I think Archimedes' screw, which is a mechanical way of 
raising water that uh, a whole lot of uh, irrigation techniques seem mm -hmm. to have come from Egypt. Uh, and uh, medicine, there's no question that the uh, Hippocratic texts of Greek medicine are very strongly influenced by Egyptian medical texts. Wasn't Hippocrates the father of medicine? Or? That's what we were always told, yeah. Uh -huh. But there's no doubt that uh, even, you know, some, some formulae are the same in, in the treatment, that there's a very, very substantial Egyptian influence in the Greek medical uh, line, so that in architecture, of course, there's very close. This actually we might show... Okay, uh, for the slide. The slide, if we can get back to the Parthenon. Uh, now, where do you think this is? Actually, it comes from Saqqara in Egypt, beautiful fluted columns, uh, which were built over 2,000 years before the Parthenon. And you get, uh, that's a later uh, style, but let's see if we can get back to those. Here again, you get very elegant Egyptian columns, so that architecturally, as well as artistically, there's no doubt uh, that Egypt had a very profound effect. A number of scholars will still try and say that the uh, Egyptian uh, columns had no influence on the fact that the Greeks produced very much the same thing. Uh, and this is not to deny the exquisite beauty of Greek architecture, but it is very closely related to that of Egypt. In fact, the one thing lacking in Egyptian architecture is the arch, and that's lacking in Greek architecture too. So, let's help pack this down. We're going to play this again, and we're going to break down some vital information that the listener must be aware of. Okay, you must be aware of the fact that the ancient Israelites were in the land of Egypt in past times. They were required to build and manufacture many of the systems that are used in ancient Egypt. So the black Jews were the ones vital to the creation of many things. For 400 years, when you read the Bible, they were in Egypt as manual labor, domestic workers, tacticians, politicians, and other forms of services within the system of ancient Egypt. Ancient Egypt got its agri agricultural and governmental structure under the leadership of Joseph. Moses provided leadership skills. Uh, remember, Joseph was a vice regent in Pharaoh. Consider that in a equivalency to the vice president. Okay, we can speculate how long that type of influence can have, but I'm pretty sure during that time prior to our ancestors being enslaved, they had influence on the people. The same goes for Abraham, who lived in Egypt. The same goes for uh, Moses, who was in Egypt, and the other various Israelite men that were in the land of Egypt. So now we're going to listen to this again, and we're going to uh, uh, emphasize each point. In the area of science, what did the Greeks get from the Africans in Egypt? So the first question is asked, in the areas of science, what influence did black people have 
on white people. That's the easiest way I could break it down. Listen close. Um, Briefly, if you could. Briefly, okay. Well, I think you wouldn't believe we have about 15 minutes left. (laughs) Geometry. uh, And uh, I think Archimedes' screw. So the various ways that black Africans, Hamitic and Shemitic tribes, had influence on the Edomite Greeks is that they taught them geometry. That's a mathematical field and a scientific field. With geometry comes architecture. With geometry comes geography. With geometry also comes archaeology. Because you have a lot of different facets of math and science that are intertwined together. Let's listen on. Which is a mechanical way of raising water that uh, a whole lot of uh, irrigation techniques seem to have come from Egypt. Uh So, Israelites help to manufacture aquifers, aqueducts in Egypt and when the when the Greeks invaded in Africa and created a city called Alexandria, what did they do? They took the technology, like they always do, they took the technology of aqueduct. Meaning what? What's what are aqueducts? Those are when you take pools of water, irrigation, right, and set up different areas of pools throughout the city and different streamlines to get rainwater collected all throughout the borders of the land. Think about it. If the if the region is suffering from desertification, meaning the place is turning to a desert, wouldn't they logically have to have a way to reserve and store water? Yes, they would. The Greeks took that from the Africans the Israelites, the Hamites, the Shemites that were living in North Africa. Uh, And uh, medicine, there's no question that the uh, Hippocratic texts of Greek medicine are very strongly influenced by Egyptian medical texts. That wasn't Hippocrates. So he says, Hippocrates went into Egypt in Africa and got his premise for his intellectual studies on modern medicine by black people. Black people gave Hippocrates the knowledge that he was aware of, took it, and brought it over to the Edomite Greeks. Father of medicine? That's what we were always told, yeah. Uh But... There's no doubt that uh, even, you know, some some formulae are the same in in the treatment, that there's a very, very... So they're saying that the formula, the formulas that he has, is the same. Not a revised version, not a new version, the same. This scientific study... This thing is Martin Bernal. He is highlighting a few things that the Greeks stole 
from ancient Egypt, which in turn were provided by the workers of Egypt who were the Israelites. Because if you're going to make an aqueduct, you have to have the skills to build the aqueduct. Who was enslaved in ancient Egypt? The Israelites. Who was also enslaved by the Greeks? The Israelites. You read this in the book of Exodus, and you read this in the book of the Maccabees, that they actually stole from the Bible. Because if you read that the Greeks enslaved the Israelites, just like the Europeans enslaved the Israelites, you would put two and two together. But they removed this history from the Bible. You have to go on Amazon now to find the hidden books of the Bible known as the Apocrypha just to get that information. Very substantial Egyptian influence in the Greek medical uh, line, so that in architecture, of course, is very close. This actually, we might show. Okay, uh, for the slide. The slide. If we get back to the Parthenon. Uh, so he's going to tell you now that prior to the Parthenon, blacks built architecture and structure. Listen close. Now, where do you think this is? Actually, it comes from Saqqara in. So he's saying that Saqqara in Egypt is where they're looking at a architecture that allegedly may seem like it's Greco-Roman architecture. But in reality, it's formulated by black Hebrews and black Egyptians. They were the ones in Saqqara that set this up. I find it interesting that you have the term Saqqara. It sounds similar to Zakar. Zakar is a Hebrew term. Zakar is another Hebrew term that sounds similar to Issachar, which is one of the tribes of Israel. And it also sounds similar to Sakai, which is Sakai is another term for Isaac. Isaac was the forefather of Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel. Interesting. A place named Saqqara in Egypt. Hmm. Interesting. Egypt, beautiful fluted columns, uh, which were built over 2,000 years before the Parthenon. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So before the Parthenon was created by Greeks who enslaved the indigenous populations and forced them to work, 2,000 years prior, the Egyptians, the black Africans, had a similar structure. So this is something that critical thinkers have to think about. Which one came first, the chicken or the egg? Obviously, the previous civilization that existed formulated these things, and the next generations over, 2,000 years later, another group of people can look at the information, take it for themselves, and say, oh, we did it. 
Hence the burning of the libraries in Alexandria. Hence the burning of the libraries in different places all throughout the continent of Africa. Hence the destruction of universities in Timbuktu, the destruction of the kingdom of Ghana, the kingdom of Mali, the kingdom of Kush, okay, the kingdom of Congo. All these areas where scattered Israelites lived, the individuals that are the descendants of Greeks came in to steal, kill, and destroy. And you get, uh, that's a later uh, style, but let's see if we get back to those. Here again, you get very elegant Egyptian columns, so that architecturally, as well as artistically, there's no doubt uh, that Egypt had a very profound effect. A number of scholars will still try and say that the uh, Egyptian uh, columns had no influence on the fact that the Greeks produced very much the same thing. So you have scholars, people that read, people that look up the stuff, and they purposefully whitewash. They say Greeks were the dawn of civilization. Greeks created everything that we know and love of today. Cap, or Cap, is, is your friendly neighborhood white boy saying out of his own lips, no, I'm sorry, black people made it. Sorry, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> this is another episode of Legacy of the Wicked. Thanks for listening. Tune in to the Forefront Radio, www.anchor.fm slash the Forefront. Listen every week on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, and many other platforms. Hey, my friend, you have just listened to The Forefront Radio. Please leave your comment and input about the show, what you like about the show, as well as any general feedback on ways to improve. We need your help to acquire new equipment to implement studio quality video and audio to our friends. Contribute as little as $4.99. It's only worth a cup of coffee. Then we can produce documentaries, more episodes, and great info for the diaspora. Go to Cash App and enter A-P-H-I-E-L-L-E-V-I to donate to the Forefront Radio to cover our advertising costs and reach more people. Catch our next episode on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, anchor.fm slash the forefront. Always remember, the truth shall liberate the mind. Peace to the heirs of promise and the heritage of the scattered 12 tribes.